Vox Quick Hits. What you're about to hear is just a preview of a much longer and deeper conversation. And trust me, you're going to want to hear the rest of it. You can find the full episode at Vox Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Vox Conversations. Mike, thanks so much for being here. You're my favorite comparative revolutionary person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your favorite comparative revolutionary on, on podcaster. The, on the long list. Yeah, we're, we're talking a few weeks after what happened at the Capitol. But I guess my, my big dumb question to start is, as someone who's read a lot about uprisings, a lot about sort of moments when politics goes from the ordinary to in the streets, what were you thinking watching it? What, what kind of parallels came to mind? Well, I mean, so many, because this is something that has happened all the time in world history. It's not something that maybe Americans are necessarily used to seeing or watching in this way, certainly not in any of our lifetimes. But this is something that I have seen and written about many, many, many times over the past you know, uh, couple of centuries. And then, of course, even going back to my work in Roman history. And so, you know, I've seen mobs trying to overturn elections. And so in that sense, the sort of like, oh my God, nothing like this has ever happened before didn't really strike me. But at the same time, I also wasn't really that surprised by it happening in America now in 2021 after Donald Trump lost the election uh, based off of everything that's been going on for the past four years. This was all entirely predictable. It was something that they were quite openly telegraphing they were going to do, and then they did it. And to be perfectly honest, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say, you know, like watching people literally storm the United States Capitol wasn't like kind of an insane thing to watch go on. But at the same time, it was like, well, yeah, this is this is what happens, not just in history, but when you let something like Donald Trump's movement go on for four or five years unchecked, this is where it winds up. So I want to ask about that that kind of mythology. You you talk a lot in the the podcast about ideas that often these revolutions are preceded by intellectual revolutions or liberal revolutions in thought, Marxist socialist revolutions in thought in, in your current season on Russia. What kind of ideological trends did you see leading up to this? And and how did those compare to some of the intellectual movements that you've you've seen culminate in, in revolutionary violence in the past? Well, I mean, this is all reactionary stuff, right? I mean, I know that the people that we saw on the Capitol, they do enjoy cosplaying as, you know, American revolutionaries, although they, <laughs> and they've sort of moved beyond the, the Minutemen play acting of the Tea Party into something quite a bit more militant and more aggressively modern in their military garb. But this is white terror stuff. These are the Black Hundreds in the Russian Revolution, which, you know, if you haven't been, you know, listening to the Revolution's podcast week in and week out, the Black Hundreds were sort of armed gangs who were acting in support of the czar and against liberals and against Jews and against, you know, socialists and leftists who they thought were trying to undermine the true God-given power of the czar and the czarist autocracy to rule Russia and hopefully one day, you know, like rule the whole world. And so I've seen these guys before. They love cracking heads. They love beating up liberals. The presence of anti-Semitism in the mix is very normal and very par for the course. So it, it is not 
a revolutionary uprising in the sense that they are trying to overturn the state to advance it towards something or advance some new progressive ideological project. And if you go back to, you know, like the French Revolution or even the American Revolution, there's something about progress wrapped up in a lot of what they were trying to do. There was an old world and they were trying to make a new world. And then you have these reactionary forces who are going to push back against that kind of stuff, uh, you know, represented by Metternich or Bismarck, you know, in Europe, who are, they are as happy to call out gangs to fight for them as the revolutionaries are. So it's not revolutionary in the sense that they are trying to advance from something old to something new. It is reactionary in the sense that they do not like what is happening and they want to drive everybody back into basically the, the the places that they had successfully beaten them into in the past. They want to send them back there, you know, whether it's women or racial minorities or whether it's the LGBT community. All of these people that we have seen come progressively forward in American history since the end of, let's say, like World War II, this is just a reaction to all of that. We want to know what you think of Vox Conversations. Please don't hesitate to get in touch with ideas of future guests or even future hosts or just things you think you'd like to hear on the show. If you want to get in touch, send us an email, voxconversations at vox.com, or if you want to rate and review the show wherever you listen, go ahead and do that. That always helps. Thanks for listening. More soon.